you're listening to Trailing Down the Delta Blues Highway, I'm Erin Scott, otherwise known as Audio Chick. This podcast is about the blues history, music, and people, and of course, traveling the Delta from Tunica to Vicksburg. You can find me and where you listen to your podcasts at audiochick.net. That's chick without the K. Now, let's get on the road. This episode, I interviewed Donna Harula, and she will be playing three times at Clarksdale's 2022 Juke Joint Festival. On her third CD, her song, Bang the Door, won first place at the 2022 International Acoustic Music Awards in Best Alternative category. We spoke for a magazine article that's out in Blues Matters. Our warm-up talk, I knew her song on the album, the song Pass the Biscuits, was about the radio show King Biscuit Time and Sunshine Sunny Pain, but I felt I had to ask a food question for fun, and we'd have a good talk. This will be an interesting question for you, and it'll be a fun warm-up. Your first album i was laughing and i know it's not what you wrote it for but biscuits how do you like them or your best biscuit do you warm them do you butter them do you put gravy on them what do you do with your biscuits oh my gosh i love biscuits um well i used to put I, I used to put butter on them and then I used to put like biscuits and gravy, you know, like that sausage biscuit gravy when I was in college, I loved it. But now I'm a vegetarian and a vegan, so I can't use butter anymore or the, the gravy and all that kind of stuff. But I love biscuits. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a man at Clary's Cafe in Savannah who always has to have marmalade jelly. So, yes, that's oh. one way to do it. There's um, a really, at, at, at um, what was that, Red Lobster? They have really good biscuits there, too, with a lot of that cheese in there. I don't know if you've ever had that before, but it's a really good biscuit. How did you start to get into doing what you're doing? Well, as far as like how, when, when I was young, I, I was, my mom made me play the piano. So all my brothers and sisters had to play the piano, even though my mother didn't play, I had to play and I was like five. And then I took for, for like five years, but I wanted to play the guitar. I had an older brother, uh, maybe eight or nine years older than me. And he was in a bunch of bands at the bars because I lived in Chicago. Um, and, and so I would always watch him and then I wanted to play the guitar. I had a sister who played guitar too. And she played a lot of like Cat Stevens songs and stuff. So I also like wanted, I just really liked the guitar. And I finally convinced them to get me a guitar when I was 10. And I um, kind of like took some lessons from my brother's friend. I ended up taking, you know, so I ended up taking some lessons. Um, I ended up writing some songs like in in high school. I met a girl when I was a freshman and she was a senior and we got a all girls rock band together. And then when I was 14, I ended up um, writing the song. I think it was 14 or 15 years old. I I wrote uh, my first blues song, which was midterm blues. And it was about having to, you know, study for your midterm tests and stuff like that. But I actually wrote it and 
uh, it was chosen to be in the variety show in high school. Uh, I was in the jazz band in high school. So I, I, I was able to arrange the parts with the jazz band teacher was really helpful. Teachers have been very helpful to me in my life. So that's why I'm a teacher now at the old town school of folk music, but they've really been able to support me and help me and guide me. <clears throat> so we were able to, to play midterm blues with the jazz band. I was up at front singing it, playing guitar solos. And then I had two of my friends doing backup vocals. Um, so it was, you know, I think that was like my first real big blues kind of coming out kind of thing uh, back in high school. You know, I, I just really love music. I love all kinds of music, but particularly blues and, 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 you know, acoustic blues, all kinds of slide guitar. So, you know, I took jazz. I took some classical uh, in college. Yeah, so that's how it started off. And then I ended up really liking slide guitar. I didn't know what it was. I, you know, what, since high school, I, I started going to the Chicago Blues Festival. Uh, actually, when I was a teenager, my husband and I went on our first date at the Chicago Blues Festival. So, you know, um, uh, so it was it was really cool to be living in Chicago because blues was all around you. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I in going into the Chicago Blues Festival one year, there were a bunch of people surrounding this duo, which was Steve Harvey on the guitar singing and Craig Kenning on the slide guitar on this really interesting metal shiny silver guitar and i was sitting there for hours and, and ever it was just so much fun and i didn't know what it was and then later when i saw eric sardinas in concert when he played slide guitar i was blown away and you know i that's how i i got into more of the acoustic blues through the electric blues being in chicago it's kind of like electric blues is kind of what's more pronounced more prominent right when, when I learned about like electric blue slide guitar, I, you know, I went back on like Sardinas's website and I saw his influences were like Sunhouse and Skip James and um, all these, you know, Muddy Waters, you know, Honey Boy Edwards, Robert Nighthawk. And so then I started studying the old blues men and women like, you know, Memphis Minnie as well and Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey. So I just have a ton of influences uh, I, I, I really just love all kinds of music, like I said, particularly the blues, but that's how I got into it. It seems so. like, in some ways, you're about the strings. Would you, would you consider yourself a little bit about the strings, or would you say it's about all that, the voice, or how would you describe you know, it, yourself? It's, it's interesting. It's interesting because originally I considered myself a guitar player who kind of like sang, but what I've realized is a couple of things like that I've worked on in the last, I'd say five or six years, songwriting and my voice. I ended up listening to a bunch of albums, you know, Bonnie Raitt, Maria Muldaur in particular, I went to one of her master classes and got one of her DV, you know, audio vocal tapes that I constantly practice my voice with. Um, I took some vocal lessons at the Old Town School of Folk Music. Um, and then I really focused, like with this album, I really wanted to focus on writing songs and writing good songs. You know, my first two albums, I didn't write songs on, on them. This is my third one. I, I, I was like, well, I don't know. Like before, I didn't think that I could really 
write as good as some of the people out there. So I'm like, ah, I'll just, you know, do uh, interpretations. I, you know, I like Rory Block. I like her interpretations. But now I'm like, you know, I feel like I have a lot to say. And there's a lot of things that I want. I wanted to give tribute to Sonny Payne, for one. You talk about Pass the Biscuits. He was a, a great mentor to me. I had a lot of great experiences. You know, so, and I, I just wanted to share a lot of my personal experiences and, you know, experiences of people that I knew. I think I really just wanted to focus on songwriting with this album as, as well as my voice. So this is the first album I think I feel really proud of not only my guitar playing, but also my voice that I've worked on tremendously. And then my songwriting as well, which, you know, that was a whole process in itself. Like, seriously, it was like things is coming to me like at two o'clock in the morning. I was not getting sleep during the songwriting process. It was, it was a lot of like, this is like, what's the perfect word for this state, you know, this, this verse and stuff. So things are just coming to me and, you know, toying around in my head and what would be better. So it was a lot, I was a, it was a very interesting process of, of that. You know, it's like, whoa, you know, something beyond you. Um, just, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with how the album turned out. And I'm really excited that people like it as much as I do. You know, I, I love I love listening to that album. And and, and I, I've been getting a lot of emails and Facebook and Instagrams that, you know, people are enjoying it. So that's really I wanted to give back to the blues. Because if they've done, it's done, you know, the blues, blues music has done so much for me. And it's really, you know, it's really helped me connect with people. It's helped me connect with like people like in the Delta, like Sonny Payne and the Delta Cultural Center. It helped me, you know, uh, connect with my students at the Old Town School of Folk Music. I teach blues guitar, blues slide guitar, blues finger style, electric slide. And, um, you know, it's just it's a good way for people to connect. Music is a great way for people to connect with each other. I did get to meet Sonny Payne and listen to the audio tape, man. I'm like, he's kind of flirting with me, but he's kind of a curmudgeon as well. So <laughs> it was a very interesting studio as well. Uh, <laughs> did you only go once or did you keep going back and forth? What? what how, I was, how I was on a show was about eight or maybe eight or nine times. So it started off like I ended up going down for the International Blues Challenge back in 2009 over in Memphis. And when I performed, there was a guy named Jack Myers who worked for the Delta Cultural Center and also Terry Buckaloo, who was the director at the time, um, ended up inviting me to come and meet Sonny and, and to play at the Mother's Best Festival, which was in June. So I, my husband and I came back and I ended up doing a solo set and went on Sonny's show and you know, Sonny asked, they said, okay, you're going to play one song and then you're going to get off the show. And then, so I, I played the one song and then Sonny's like, play another one. And I'm like, okay. And so then I played another one. And then he asked me to play a third one, which was apparently unusual. And I was a little shocked by the whole thing, but he, he took a liking to me. You were talking about little, you know, flirty kind of thing. He, he was always very affirming and very, you know, he always wanted me to talk about myself and he wanted me to do things my way. I tended to talk about other artists and, oh, I love Memphis Mini and I love this and I love this. He's like, we want to hear about Donna. We want to hear Donna. And he would always say that to me. And then, he, you know, he was always fun and joking and, and just really, you know, he'd have pet names and stuff like that for people and just joking around. So 
you know, you know, when he passed, I'm like, I, I want to, I want to write a song to, to be a tribute to him. Cause you know, the thing is I ended up bringing some of my friends, like, you know, I, I went back there every year or every so, and uh, sometimes twice a year. And I bring like a friend with me and stuff. And then he would treat them really well as, as well and make them feel at home. So I know like my experience with him is very much like other people. Like he made everybody feel at home. He treated everybody well. Like, so um, I just wanted the song to, to, to reflect that. Yeah. Yes. He did a lot for a lot of artists and yes, very interesting show, very interesting history, very interesting that. And even with the festival. Yeah. He was the FC over there too. Oh Yeah. Well, I'm I'm interested as well, just, you know, your teaching, and that's very interesting that you came in and you've gone through this, and I think that's great that you've got a next generation. I'm always interested in how the blues is even evolving, because even um, Buddy Guy is talking about how it's evolving and things like that. Yeah, I want to say something about that, because, okay, so about the same time, you know, I, I, you know, it was about 2012. What happened is I also went down, I went down as a soloist to the IBC. Uh, the third time I went down there, I went down there with Liz Mandeville as a duet in 2012. We came back. We were a really nice duet. We, we ended up getting booked at Buddy Guys to the acoustic set. And then Liz and I kind of separated our ways in 2012, but I continued to play regularly at Buddy Guy's Legends. So it's interesting. I know like people are like, well, how come I haven't heard about you? Blah, blah, blah. So, so what's happened is I have been like sometimes every other month or whatever, like just regular, sometimes monthly doing the weekend acoustic set. Cause Buddy Guy's Legends is a little bit different than some of the Chicago um, clubs because they actually have a two hour dinner set, like five thirty to eight with a, a half hour break. And I love acoustic blues. So I've been doing that for 10 years. I've been, so what's happened is being an acoustic player in a Chicago electric blues scene, I had to adapt my style of playing acoustic blues, not just to be Mississippi John Hurt. I love him, but I'm telling you it, people coming to Buddy Guy's Legends are coming from all over the world and they want to hear electric blues. So I kind of adapted my style. I love Delta blues. It's like my favorite kind of music is Delta blues. So I play on resonator guitars. I end up putting pickups on my resonator guitars. Sometimes I use pedals. Sometimes I don't. But there's a style that's more in your face a little bit. Um I, and I also adapted the style because many times acoustic blues does not have solos. You know, maybe it's, it might just not necessarily. And you think of Bucka White or whatever. He doesn't like start doing a solo in the middle of his song. Right. So my style is I love soloing. It's one of the things I truly enjoy. I feel very free. And so I'll take these these acoustic blues songs make it more like what happened with Muddy Waters. He, he was an acoustic player and he came up to Chicago, electrified it kind of like what, what my style has been uh, as well. And, and adding solos into the, uh, into the, into the music. 
So that's like how I can, you're talking about development, you know, and, and, and being playing at a place like Buddy Guy where it's a lot of fantastic players. And then sometimes Buddy Guy is there watching play and, you know, freaking me out a little bit too. Like, you know, so it's, it's like you, you have to be on top of your game um, and you want to get some tips too. So you, you want to make the people there happy. And there are people coming like from Australia, from England, from like all over the world coming to Buddy Guy's. I can just stay playing at Buddy Guys, and then people I can meet people from all over the world because that's where they come. So I, I guess I haven't been like traveling around because it's like the world comes to me because I play at Buddy Guys. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I know sometimes like people will say, "Well, I've never heard of Ghana before." Well, yeah, I, I haven't gone out because it's more or less people are coming to Chicago. But, you know, that may change in the future. So I'm hoping to do more traveling and, and touring. Yeah, and it's interesting as well, the um, Delta markers and everything, even uh, Bill Ferris, uh, the, who just won the Grammy, I think, two or three years ago for his oral history and stuff. He said, yeah, that there are even markers in Paris and things like that for all that. And I didn't realize, because I usually, being in Clarksdale, that's usually Swedes and will rent motorbikes and go down and you've got a whole bus. I didn't realize Australia is the biggest uh, blues tourism. And it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because that's one thing that I was really, I didn't really know a lot about outside the U S before I put this album out, but yeah, like the album, I was shocked when, when it came out in, in, in May, how many reviews I received and, how much attention it ended up going to number three on, on the Australian blues chart or whatever. The, I forgot what it's actually called. I have it, but it, it ended up being like number three, the first month it was like number eight, the, the, the next month. So it was like, and it, and it's very well played in Australia. And now like the UK is, is getting more interested in, in, in knowing more about me, which is amazing too. Buddy Guy has some, been somebody who has been a big influence on me, obviously because I played at his club for 10 years. Um, and then I, I've seen, I've been at his birthday parties. I've opened, I'll be opening for him for the ninth time in January. So like I get an opportunity to see him play a lot where, you know, he plays as a soloist and he's terrific. He talks about the, 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 the history um, then he gets all ruckus, raucous and, you know, crazy with his guitar playing with the whole band. So, and, and, and that's another thing that, you know, for my album that I wanted to show is that, you know, there's blues that are, you know, solo, quiet, one person. Then there's, a, you know, all the way up to, you know, different um, configurations, all the way up to a full band with backup singers, you know? And so that's what I did on my album is made sure that there was different configurations as well as a range of emotions from sadness to joy, to, um, strength, you know, to, you know, anticipation, frustration, and, you know, anger. I mean, just the range of human emotions as well as the range of configurations, I guess, you know, so, and that's where you get that from Buddy Guy, listening to his album, watching him play live. And like I said, he's like the, the he's really smart to have acoustic players play at his club. 
you know, I mean, that's, I, I, I can't thank him enough for my growth and development from offering this acoustic set before the band sets at the buddy guys legend. So, um, if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I could have developed like I did. Thank you for traveling down the Delta blues highway. I'm Aaron Scott audio chick without the K. Thanks to Ray Lundy for our weekly music. Come on back and listen to the next gem. <laughs>